welcome back to this episode of Spill the Tea, where we boil down history to quench your thirst for knowledge. As a continuation of last week's episode on James Montgomery Flagg, our hosts, Maddie and Jackson, will have another exclusive interview with one of Mr. Flagg's most notable characters, Uncle Sam. Hey, everyone. I'm Jackson, and this is Maddie. And as a special treat, we're able to interview Uncle Sam as a continuation of our James Montgomery Flag Spotlight. How are you doing today, Sam? That's Uncle Sam to you, boy. Right, right. Sorry. Without the uncle part. How else could your abbreviated name be U.S. as a form of tying back to your representation of America? Right. Anyway, let's get on with our discussion. Uncle Sam, would you care to talk to us about your involvement in some of the World War I propaganda posters? Uh, which one of them? It seems to, be, to have been billions. How about we focus specifically on your most famous poster called I Want You by Mr. Fleck? Ah, oh, I remember that bloke. He made me pose for that poster by making me look directly at him. I didn't blink for hours that day, and my arm was so sore for days afterwards. Anyways, what did you think about how the poster turned out in the end? It was mighty fine. There's a lot of propaganda hidden in that poster, enough to make even the Germans fight for us. Let's see how perceptive you two lads are. What propaganda did you spot in the poster? Well, the first thing I noticed, and probably the most obvious use of propaganda on the poster, is that you're wearing red, white, and blue clothing. These colors, which are still associated with patriotism and freedom to this day, would transfer the thought of participating in the war effort to the idea of being patriotic and supporting your country. Who wouldn't want to support their country? Not only were your clothes red, white, and blue, but so was the entire poster. By coloring the entire poster with such a patriotic color scheme, Mr. Flagg certainly did not hold back with his attempts to recruit for the army. Well, he certainly didn't hold back on scolding me whenever I moved as I was posing for him. (laughs) Mr. Flagg was definitely appealing to people's individuality in this poster, not only by specifically saying that he wanted you for the army, but also by having you point at the audience. This gesture places the power in the individual's hands in making them think about their impact on America as an individual, rather than as a minuscule part of the massive U.S. population. In this way, he really puts a big emphasis on the American spirit in this poster, which tells us that the American spirit probably had a bigger role in people's lives back then than it does now. Obviously, you represented the American spirit. So when Mr. Flagg wrote, I want you rather than we want you in combination with your pointed finger and intense stare, it is almost as if the American spirit of patriotism itself is calling out for help and support in a battle for the way of life that Americans hold dear. Wow, Jackson, I didn't realize that. It just goes to show how much thought Mr. Flagg poured into this poster, just like he did all the others. So, Uncle Sam, how did we do? Well, I certainly am impressed by how deeply you boys read into the poster, but you didn't catch quite everything. For starters, by using me as a symbol in the poster, Mr. Flagg intended to inspire a feeling of familiarity in the audience, and in turn put more pressure on them to join the war effort. A family member asking you to do something will definitely motivate you to do it more than if a complete stranger did. Also, all of the words in the poster are capitalized, with you being even larger than the others. 
This conveys an urgent tone to the audience, adding more pressure to his demands. And when he emphasizes the you, it is intended to make the audience feel as though their individual decision matters to the outcome of the war, even though it probably didn't. If a propaganda poster can successfully convince the viewer that they matter, it is a success and it should be considered quite an achievement. Of course, Mr. Flagg was a master of propaganda, so it is no surprise that his poster was so artfully crafted. Wow, thank you for that insightful presentation, Uncle Sam. The attention to detail and work that Mr. Flagg put into this poster is simply astonishing. I 100% agree. Thank you again for having this discussion with us, Uncle Sam. It was an informational experience for me and for Maddie too, I'm sure. The pleasure is all mine, boys. Thanks for having me. I had a great time. Keep up the good work. And remember, I want you to follow these boys on at Spill the Teed Podcast on Instagram, is it? I'm not so good with all the technology these days. It's okay. You did a great job. And with that, let's take a little break to hear a word from the sponsors of this incredible podcast. Have you been suffering looking for ways to improve your English presentation? Then stop thinking about it and take a power nap. We here at the American Civilization Company are introducing the Dream on America mattress. We took your feedback and suggestions and created a mattress just for you, the proper American citizen. After you're finished helping out the war effort and being awake for so many hours of the day, you can trust that the Dream on America mattress will be able to provide you with such a relaxing state of sleep, you could sleep right through a war. Please make sure to visit your local American Civilization mattress store to receive the mattress of your dreams. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Spill the Tea. We are now going to be taking a look at Mr. Flagg's Boys and Girls propaganda poster. This one definitely features a much larger variety of colors than the I Want You poster. That could be due to the fact that this poster is targeting children as its audience, and children will have less of a grasp of the colors that represent the American spirit. Children like it when there are a lot of colors, as it grabs their attention significantly. What about this poster first caught your attention, Maddie? The first detail that jumps out to me while looking at this poster is most definitely the clothing that the children are wearing. More specifically, the boys' clothes. I think that this stands out because the boy is very clearly wearing a suit, which seems rather odd. The boy, no more than 10 years old, is dressed like his father would be. I imagine this is because his father is away at war, and he is currently the man of the household. That's a great catch, Maddie. We can also see that the boy and Uncle Sam are locking eyes. Their connection is quite strong just from this little detail. Digging deeper into the idea of gender roles in the early 1900s, the, the, the boy, despite being 10 years old, is now the de facto leader of his family, which is why he is looking at Uncle Sam while the girl is looking at the stamp. This is interesting because she cannot participate in the war, so the best way for her to help is, buy, is to buy the war stamps. Building off of that, Uncle Sam and the boy's interlocking gaze ties into the idea that the boy will later join Uncle Sam in the army and help fight for the country. Whereas the little girl looking at the war timestamp symbolizes how she will later help the war efforts by providing the funding necessary to go to the war. Another feature that I noticed was that the text says, your Uncle Sam, as opposed to just Uncle Sam, which is what Mr. Flagg wrote in 
his other poster. This is, again, due to the poster being aimed at children who would not place great importance on just plain old Uncle Sam. By calling him their uncle specifically, it enhances the feeling of familiarity that will help cause them to follow what the poster says. Adding on to that, by keeping the message vague, it plays to the children's emotions and makes them want to do what the poster is asking them to do. If the children are convinced that doing something as simple as saving their quarters and buying a few war stamps will win the war, they will definitely follow through and help their country. This is an example of glittering generality. Well, this was quite an educational podcast, wouldn't you say, Maddie? That's for sure. I can't wait to see what next week's episode will hold. Anyways, thanks for tuning into this episode of Spill the Tea. See you next week. These are your hosts, Maddie and Jackson, signing off. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Spill the Tea. If you are still thirsty, please check out our other episodes where we explore other topics such as the American Revolution, which was last week's episode. Please feel free to check out our Instagram at Spill the Tea Podcast. And as always, this episode's special classroom shout-out goes to Miss Stenchfield's class at Newbury Park High School. Thank you so much for listening, and remember to always drink your tea while it's hot. Bye!